Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. listeners. Welcome back. Laurel and I are together again here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. And our topic today is one that's very near and dear to our hearts. And we're going to dive in and we've got so much to share. We're going to have to turn ourselves off at the end to stop on this one, I think, Laurel, right? Yes. I can't wait to, to talk about this one. Yeah. Yeah. So the topic is meditation. And before anybody turns us off or says, oh, I can't meditate, stop right there. We're going to change that and we're going to turn it around for you, aren't we, Laurel? <laughs> are, because I was one of those people. If you had right? said meditation to me, I would have been, this is not the podcast for me today. <laughs> I know, I know. So I, you know, when I'm teaching meditation or when I'm doing leading meditation groups or, you know, all kinds of stuff that I do that incorporates meditation is I often say just for you know, we, we use the word meditation because everybody understands this time that you're going to be quiet and go inward. But the topic that that name is often very intimidating. So I like to say just it's a time to sit with yourself, time to sit in stillness, a time to uh, reflect inwardly. Like there's so many def different ways to say it that maybe might be more friendly to. So pick, pick your, your name, right, listener? <laughs> And, you know, oftentimes I think that we think about it as quieting the mind and I don't even yeah. allow myself to, to define it as that anymore. Bravo. Because Bravo. there are so many ways to just reflect inward mm -hmm. without shutting off your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the uh, occasional true quieting of the mind comes from just the over time, the practice of sitting with self and learning how to sink more deeply inward and relax and tune into breath and some of these techniques that we have that allow us to quiet the mind. But when we go into it thinking we're going to quiet the mind, that's usually when we end up frustrated because it doesn't always happen. It's a lot and of it pressure. Usually takes a long time to get there. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be disappointing. So forget the quieting the mind. Let's just like say, okay, that's a lofty goal that maybe we'll get to one day. And if it happens, great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because there's so much other beautiful experience that can happen without the mind quieting. Mm, there really is. Yeah. 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 So when did you start meditating? So I started meditating right around the age of 30, I want to say 32, 33. And I was working with a therapist. That was the therapist that I worked with for a few years that really helped me get through a lot of the change and growth and um, healing around family stuff and, and some of the things that really had 
had been my real difficult inner work that needed to get done. And he was a Tai Chi teacher, a shaman, and um, an acupuncturist. And so he introduced meditation to me. Now, interestingly, my dad meditated all the time and he would talk about it, but I was never drawn to it because my I had a very conflicted relationship with my father in, in my teen years. And so him talking about it and also him dabbling and drinking was like they, they didn't fit, you know, and the way he, 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 he had it all working over there, I couldn't relate to it all. And so when my therapist and who became my Tai Chi instructor as well, um, introduced, you know, really started talking about meditation, I thought, all right. I, I'm going to open up to this and see what's there for me. It's time. It's really time. And um, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did, Laurel. How about you? Where, no, it's where, so interesting. I um, I actually took a class on meditation, thinking that it was something that I needed to learn to do. Um, and that was probably within the last five years. But when I now, now that I meditate, I realize that I had been meditating in different ways for, for decades. And I'm going to say, you know, there's this piece of, for me, the meditation that sometimes it's just um, mindfulness. Mm -hmm. It's it's being present in the moment. It's, it's a relaxation technique. So I now have this whole group of, um, practices that I now dump into the meditation bucket as one thing. Um, but yeah. my first experience, I will say with it was when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, who is now 32. So it was 1988. And um, the childbirth prep program I was enrolled in, it's called the Bradley method. And as part of that method, there was a full body relaxation technique that was 15 minutes long of laying on your back and now what I know as Shavasana um, and, and just paying attention to the feel of the air on your feet, your right foot, your left foot, and then working right up through your feet, right up to your top of your head in each body part and just being aware of that body part. And now that I look back on that, I'm like, that was really a meditation practice. Absolutely. Um, and I and I did it then um, a few years ago when I was preparing for surgery. The hospital had a program called um, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster. And it was a um, meditation practice. Um, and, you know, and and I use it now um, during my day. I use meditation sometimes at night. So there's many different ways, I think, that I've brought it into my life. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So we were like in around the same year we started meditating, which is really cool. Or we're introduced to it, you know what I mean, as as part of our um, our life experience. So I want to say something about that body relaxation because I feel that um, if you aren't prone to meditation and you listen to this and you aren't really, you know, too excited about the idea of really digging in, I would say even if you could start the um, practice of doing body relaxation on a, on a daily basis, or even a few times a week to start with whatever, whatever fits into your schedule. I mean, I think that's the other thing is we get really rigid around all of this and, 
it's easier to get to the point where you enjoy it a little bit and then make it part of your routine really regularly. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's a lot of resistance if you try to do too much too fast and, you know, really dig in. But body relaxation is so powerful and so needed in the world today because we live with levels of stress. And then many of us on the computer, the energy of the computer, of the phone, you know, all of this and the body, when we give it time to really deeply relax is self-healing, self-regulating. And so it can begin to restore itself from a lot of the stresses that we're putting on it in the way that we live day to day in the world, which is most of us are doing that. Not, not many of us are out there on a farm, you know, working a farm outside on the land. <laughs> True. And it, yeah. it is so useful, even when I don't have time to do a full body, after mm -hmm. having practiced that and knowing now that there's many forms of meditation, I can bring myself, you know, inward for two minutes or less and just ground myself, you know, whether it's thinking about meditating and, and kind of being aware of my heart beating, um, maybe my breath, um, one I use a lot, whether I'm sitting or standing, my feet flat on the floor um, and feeling that grounding. And so for me, it's really become such a nice thing where I can use meditation where I can fit it in, in a way that serves me that day, that in that moment. Um, when I was doing my yoga training, yoga uh, instructor training, one of our meditations, each month we had a different meditation for 10 months. One of my favorites was the was a walking meditation. Oh, which I love many people yeah. think meditating, you have to be still. And, and mm -hmm. a walking meditation really taught me how to, to go inward and, and be aware of what was around me in a, mm -hmm. in a peaceful, grounding way that I didn't know before. Yeah. And these are some of the things, some, some of these more active, um, action oriented dynamic meditations for those of, for, for anyone that has trouble staying still or, or feels like that will be an issue for them. That's a beautiful way to begin to engage in, um, in my mindfulness, you know, in that practice of quieting, mm -hmm. quieting the mind through bringing the attention into the experience and focusing on different aspects of the experience. Walking meditation is so beautiful for that. If you're outdoors, you can do even do it indoors, but outdoors is like incredible because you have the energy of nature all around you and the sounds of nature and um, the sights, you know, there's just so much there to be steeped in with the senses. And I, I know for me, Laurel, one of my most powerful ways of bringing myself into the moment is through my sensual experience, you know, through either just making it a sound meditation where I'm just literally focusing on whatever sounds I hear and letting my, my field of sound almost open up out wider and wider. And so there's ways to begin to play with all of that, that um, are really rich and, and powerful in terms of um, getting a getting a result of really relaxing internally and feeling one of the things I love about meditation and this what we're talking about is the combination of feeling both relaxed and refreshed. And so this is really to me that's the key difference too. when people are talking about oh I just relax read a book or watch TV or you know whatever 
with this, what we're talking about is not only do you feel relaxed, but you also feel refreshed. And that is a distinct difference. I think yeah. that, um, and you know, oftentimes when people begin a meditation practice, um, there's so much focus on, you know, quieting the mind and am I doing it right? And what are the benefits that sometimes we lose sight over that feeling of refreshed after the fact, because we're analyzing it or looking yeah. for something. Um, and so that is really, I think that's when I know that even if it's a minute or two or 15, um, and I can, I'll admit my days of 15 minutes of meditation are far and few between right now, but feeling refreshed and relaxed. And, and maybe even the word that comes to mind is that rejuvenated, you know, yeah. feeling a little lighter for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. So let's, um, let's do uh, just maybe a couple demonstrations of meditation. Let's do one now and we'll do one before we, we finish. Um, you want to jump in and do one now and I'll do the other one or vice versa. Mm -hmm. yeah. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. So I'm going to um, do a little bit of a breath meditation. And so people, if you're driving in the car, you can do this, listening to us, you can do this anywhere. Okay. So, um, and this, a breath meditation is so beautiful because it is always something that's available to you. You always have your breath. It's always something that you can focus on. It's always there and ready at your disposal to, um, to make the shift, to make a quick transformation in your own experience. So first, you know, when we do breath meditation is simply just allowing your attention to begin to focus on the breath. And there's so many aspects to the breath. So begin with just noticing where do you feel the breath when you breathe in and when you breathe out, where do you feel it in your body? Are you feeling your chest rise and fall? Are you feeling it more in your throat? Are you feeling it more in your nostrils? Are you feeling it even down lower, maybe even into your belly? So just noticing that. And then as you notice your breath, feeling the feeling of the air coming in and going out and noticing the difference in the temperature of the air, how it comes in cooler and then exhale and it feels a little warmer on the exhale. And then just noticing as you're noticing your breath, how your body is beginning to sink downward a little bit. Because as soon as we start paying attention to the breath, the body begins to let go. The mind has something to focus on that's really allows itself to quiet a little bit. And so you might count one or two more breaths before you're done. Just noticing, just sensing. And there you go. That was just a minute or two breath meditation. So simple. That was wonderful. Yeah. 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 And um, I love, you know, when I sit to do my meditation, I always just kind of check in with my body. The first thing I do is how do I feel? And where might I feel a little tense or a little bit tight? And the reason I do that is then when I'm all done, I have like a little marker at the end. I can say, oh, how do I, do I feel different than when I began? 
And of course, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Yeah. Of course. And yeah. you know what I love? I love the breath meditation and being aware of, of the temperature um, of the breath coming in and out our nostrils. Um, and then one of the things I love, you know, we often think about breathing and where we feel it on our body, whether it's in our chest cavity or our belly, there's a lot of talk about belly breathing. Um, and as I practice breath uh, meditation more and more, I bring my breath down into my pelvic re region, down into my knees, down into my ankles. And it's so interesting because um, for me, it's a clearing out of the energy, right? As you are breathing the energy in and bringing it deep into your body. Um, it That is one of the ways that I have learned to ground myself. I love that, Laurel. I love, one of the things I love about um, uh, med when, when you do a meditation like that or a breath meditation and you begin to travel downward, you know, using your breath as kind of your marker. And even if your your breath, you can't really notice your breath going down as low as your attention is going, your attention is encouraging the breath to continue to drop. And what you're doing too is relaxing and beginning to open up those lower chakras of the body. And if you've got your feet planted on the ground, you really do begin to do a release process. Your, your body automatically begins to open in those lower chakras, especially first chakra at the bottom of the feet, pelvis area, and you just begin to let go. And that energy, that heavy energy just begins to let go. And, and again, this is that whole, the body self-healing, self-regulating. It will automatically get, let go of what it doesn't need. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're so aware of our lungs doing that with air, right? With right. The filter. Air in yeah. and out of our body. Um, yeah. But when I think about it as an, you know, we're an energetic being. Um, and so being able to receive and release in, in a whole body way has been really, for me, really nice. Um, yeah. Almost an expansion of, you know, kind of that life force that my lungs do without even me telling them to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And the whole body, you know, begins to feel that sense yeah. of um, inhale and exhale, like in a whole body inhale and exhale. The more that you practice that breath meditation and mm -hmm. the more that you do, as you say, you know, just keep allowing yourself to sink lower and lower into the body. The more you do have a sensation that the air really is expanding the whole body and contracting the whole body. And there's that subtle um, sensation that, Again, these are these are all ways to occupy the mind, to take the mind off storytelling, off analyzing, ruminating, planning, <laughs> uh, worrying, you know, all these things that we all complain about and we don't want our mind to be doing and we don't enjoy. And so these are the tools, right? This is that's the beauty of meditation is if you practice it a little bit, doesn't have to be a lot. It can be a little bit and expand as you go over time. You begin to let the mind get a break from all those activities that we really don't enjoy. And when you start to feel the benefits of that, that's when it really, really starts to be self-motivating. Do you remember, Laurel, a time or a point where you were meditating and you realized it was felt, you know, kind of carrying over into your day-to-day -day life? 
and you, you know, could sense I, that difference. Yeah. I, yeah, I can. And I've done that before. I mean, when I was in corporate and I worked for an electric company, we had a lot of emergency uh, response um, days of emergency response and being able to pull myself into, you know, calming my breath, calming my heart um, just by keeping my feet on the floor for a minute. Really, it really does, you know, spill over into my day to day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, um, remember at the beginning when I started getting really disciplined about my meditation, I was doing morning meditation and I started with five minutes and I worked my way up very slowly. And I, I think I got to like 10 or 15 minutes after a little bit, not too long. And I stuck with that number for a long, long time because that was manageable and comfortable and doable and all that good stuff. And I could, and I remember, I can remember exactly where I was in the car um, driving to the clinic where I was happened to be working. And I was, hadn't meditated that morning. And I just had the sense in my body that I just wasn't really comfortable. And I thought, oh, oh, wait a minute. I, I see it now. Like that was that moment where I felt it does make a difference. Like I, I could feel my body in a different space because I hadn't had taken those few minutes to really just relax and center myself. Yeah. And do you do that at the beginning of your day? Is that your I routine? I do. Yeah. I've been meditating regularly for oh so long now. Yeah. Yeah. I admire that. I can't yeah. say that I have a regular routine practice. Mm -hmm. um, I use it as a tool when I feel like I need it. Um, yeah. It is almost every day, but it is not a morning ritual or not an evening ritual. Um, yeah. And I think for me, that's been, that is when I know now it's a tool that can help me in my everyday life as I need it to. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, I could yep. be stuck in traffic and rather than get all worked up, I give myself permission. Okay. Let me take this time to do my breathing, to, yeah. to meditate moment. Right. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's really been interesting. Um, and maybe that is, you know, when I think about our listeners, you know, if, if you're out there and you're thinking you don't have a meditation practice because you're not, you don't, you know, you, you don't love rituals, you don't love routine, you don't have time to fit it in. Um, you know, I would encourage our listeners to fit it in where and when they can. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I think about the, the example I love for me, Laurel, is um, standing in a grocery store line or any time that I'm waiting and I am uh, suddenly start to like get a little bit like, oh, I don't want to be waiting, right? You know how the body, the mind, like <laughs> I have other things to do. And so that's my, that's kind of one of my, my, my alarm bells that says, oh, wait a minute, hold on. And that's when I go into just what you said, you know, uh, okay, start paying attention to my breath ramp it down. Here I am. I have nothing I can do. I'm just waiting. And I might as well use the time to recenter and, and take Absolutely. two minutes of breath work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, the practice that I, um, that changed, I'll say, I don't want to say changed my life. The practice that I was introduced to, um, that has helped me in many, many places and moments in my life 
is one that when I feel like I'm not in control of a situation or when I feel like something is happening that I need a little bit of surety that I'm safe and okay in a situation, um, it's one of grounding and keeping my feet on the floor and, um, and visualizing, well, first it starts with feeling a real, you know, the feeling of my feet on the floor or the ground, and then the visual of the earth in its mass, so much bigger than I am, supporting me and, and shifting from my feeling of my feet on the floor to feeling the earth supporting the bottom of my feet. And that, that has been one that just stops me from feeling like I'm in a situation that I can't handle. And the visual of knowing that the entire earth and all of that mass and energy is supporting little old me, you know, that one in a grocery store line, it would just minimize everything yeah making you anxious i know i know that's so beautiful that is gorgeous yeah yeah on one and you know um i use that in many in many situations at work in particular you know um maybe public speaking in front of a crowd that didn't like me i i knew i was okay because the earth was supporting me um yeah I think that um, that is a beautiful byproduct too of um, the meditation experience or taking time to be quiet and reconnect with um, nature or just your inner sense of um, wonder, you know, and curiosity that the world is this really vast place and you're a part of it. And, um, and it begins to, uh, for me, I think, there's almost this natural gratitude that arises at times from that experience and from that practice of just being present. You know, when you were talking about the earth being there to support me, yeah. right? And, and I think about how expansive you can get with that, even in that moment, you know, of the oxygen, the trees, the, the, all the food that comes from the earth and the, the sun, you know, and the, the, the earth doing the dance that creates all that is around us. It really does allow us to come into a real, a, such a sense of reverence for our experience. And oftentimes I think this is where we're, we're, we're most um, deficient in terms of um, our day-to-day -day life is we've lost, we've lost this connection and this awareness that makes life sacred just by being here mm. alive right it is that and that is what i think um you know whether it's being in nature and doing a walking meditation or sitting by you know a lake or the ocean and just taking a moment to realize you know the breathing in and out you know i am just part of this expansive universe um and, and connected to it all and that's i think how i use meditation in my life of reminding myself i'm just one small part of this bigger thing um another practice i i do 
is often when I'm doing the breathing, I may do one hand on my heart and one on my belly. Um, and, and that symbolism of the airflow between the intuition and the heart. Um, because, you know, when, when I try to meditate, I think about focusing on something other than my thoughts and quieting my mind. And that symbolism for me of having my hand, one on my heart, one on my belly is that I have my brain, my heart, and my intuition, that when they're in sync, I am calm. Um, and, and uh, you know, I often do not remember that in my quick day-to-day, busy schedule, busy life, grocery store traffic, laundry, all of that. Yeah. So taking a few minutes to remember that I have this, I have um, a system that with a little bit of calm really brings forth wisdom and knowing and just a life that I don't sometimes remember that I get to live. Yeah. Laurel, I was thinking about um, how we, in earlier podcasts, we had talked about this idea of really oftentimes we're going to be, we're going to talk about this embodiment, you know, a sense of really Mm -hmm. being present in our bodies and how that truly creates a a different way of being in the world and a different way of experiencing the world. And so when I was listening to you and the the thinking about um, putting hand to heart and hand to belly, one of the benefits of doing that is if you have trouble getting out of your head, right. And, and deepening the breath, having your hands there is like your attention can pay attention to your hand, right? Your, your mind can go down and notice where your hand is at your heart and notice where your hand is at your belly. And it's sometimes that makes it easier to start to get out of your head and lower down into your body. Really shallow breathing is what causes a lot of anxiety. So if we can get the breaths to relax and begin to deepen down to heart space, down to belly, belly, you, you're, you can't feel anxious if you're belly breathing. Those two things can't go together. I remember that was always my first lesson, my first day of Tai Chi, every session for beginners. My first lesson was breath lesson in the first 15, 20 minutes of the class. And I said, if you leave class today or in the next couple of weeks, because you decided that Tai Chi is not for me. You already got your money's worth for a class because if you walk away and you just practice the kind of breathing that i'm talking about it's life-changing right this uh, being able to deepen the breath get out of this chest high chest breathing where which causes that anxiety is huge yes it is huge and um i wonder i don't know this but i wonder is it you know the chicken and the egg right is mm. it the breathing that lowers the heart rate and the heart rate that then lowers the breath or deepens the breathing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, is it the breathing that's causing the heart rate, the heart rate that's causing the anxiety? Yeah. All of those things are so connected. Yes, um, yes, yes. And, yes. And I've been known to overthink. And so that, you know, is why the hand on the heart, hand on the belly um, mm-hmm. really helps me, you know, yeah. get out of my head. The feet grounded firmly on the earth that gets me out of my own head, which is not easy for me. 
I know, I know. These are all tools that we need because it's not easy. And we've been groomed to stay in our head and to go back up there, go back up there, go back up there. And so, you know, we do need these tools to to uh, to combat the the status quo, so to speak, or the dynamic that's out there that's encouraging us to think it all through, you know, more and more and more. And I always find uh, the less thinking involved tends to be the better for me at this point in my life. So. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of. So here's a, here's one of the things that I would say for people that are really feel like they can't quiet their mind and they get frustrated because they're always thinking and thinking and thinking. One of the things that you can try is to take a pen and paper and bring it with you to your little seat where you're going to meditate. Put that pen and paper in, in hand <clears throat> in your lap and then do it. Take a few breaths, close your eyes, tell yourself you're going to meditate and then as the thoughts come up, if you want to, just open your eyes and jot down what's the topic of the thought. Not the thought, but just what's the topic. It's work. It's uh, the problem at work. It's the kids. It's the schedule. It's whatever, right? And just because part of this is affirming that I have important things I'm thinking about, and here's a thought, and this is what the thought is, and now I can just say, okay, okay, that's the thought. It's sometimes easier to let it go. It's to, it's to say, oh, I'm thinking about my work. Okay. And now's not the time to be doing it, but I was thinking about work. Okay. And then what's next? Breathing. What's the next thought that comes? Oh, thinking about the kids, whatever. And write it down. Because, you know, the, the mind and the ego will fight, 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 fight for, to let go. They don't want to let go. They're busy. And it's the job's mind's job to, to think all these things through. So it's not that it's ever really going to stop. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. I um, was at a yoga retreat once in one of the meditation sessions in the afternoon that I went to. It focused on three different types of meditation. And one was a thought meditation. And it literally, when I heard this type of meditation I had never seen or heard of, of this before but the instructor told us every thought that comes every noise you hear you say oh that's a thought hello thought goodbye thought let and just and literally you know for 15 minutes I could be in this place saying oh that was a thought goodbye thought um and it gave me such freedom of yes. I don't have to not have a thought for 15 minutes while I'm meditating. Right. Yes. Um, it was fabulous. And as you were saying, you know, the awareness of the, the sounds around me, um, that they were, they were not intrusions. They were just sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that's really fun. And I like mm -hmm. the writing, you know, the writing it down. Yeah. Um, that's a thought. Um, yeah. Put it on paper, let it go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know for me, one of the things that it did for me too was it, I noticed that my mind liked to think about certain things. You know what I mean? Like there was patterns as after a while of writing down, you go, oh, this I'm thinking about this again, which helped me also realize, why am I doing that? <laughs> That's so interesting. Talk yeah. about uh, increased self-awareness. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. Well, you know, it's so much fun to talk about meditation because it is not something um, that I get to talk about a lot. You know, I think mm. there, there is a 
I think there's a perception that there are people who meditate and it's their, you know, a ritual, a practice, and they're, they're good at it and they do it every day. Um, and then there's, there are people that don't do that. And so to have this conversation with you is so much fun because yeah. I don't have the group of people that are doing it every day, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm not one who meditates, you know, as a ritual every morning or every evening. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. much to learn. So much to learn and also so much freedom in our, um, our acceptance of meeting, meeting wherever we are with our meditation practice. You know, if it feels better to just be doing it when you need it, and that's where you're at right now, great. If you only have two minutes a day right now, and that's where you are, great. If you're only doing breath meditation on your way to work and home, good. You know, all, one of the things my, my meditation teacher used to say, that his meditation teacher used to say to him was, all meditation is good meditation. So Absolutely. anytime you're saying that was a bad meditation because I didn't quiet my mind or I didn't do it long enough or it wasn't, it's like, no, 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 no. All meditation is good meditation. Well, it, that just reminds me, and I hadn't thought of this, you know, before just now, but um, my husband is a surfer and a snowboarder. And when we're at the ocean, he will surf four hours a day. He surfs so much, not in one wow. stint. Um, and when we talk about the amount of time that he spends on the water or, or when he's snowboarding, he spends all day. Um, he told me once, it's the only time he can get out of his own head. And it made me think at that time, like, oh, I get it. You know, yeah. when I'm meditating or when I'm focused on my breath or the ground under my feet or when I'm on my yoga mat, I, those are the places I get out of my own head. And so yeah. I think, you know, what a great reminder to our listeners that you may not think that you are a meditator. But where are the places, what are the practices where you can stop thinking about the things you think about every day? Yeah, yeah. And give yourself a break from that. And then how can you make it more purposeful? Yeah. Right. I think that that's when I always think of meditation as being an intentional time to stay still and be with yourself or or be in a focused experience. I think meditation in the end is focused. Is, is really creating our ability to focus on something. And when we can focus on something, the more, more clearly and cleanly we're focusing on that thing, the more the mind begins to quiet and stay centered and focused on that one aspect. And so um, anything that allows us to do that is, is so healthy, especially yeah. in the world that we're living in now. Yeah. And I think of it not as a focus practice, but a, um, a heart health practice, how, you know, the physical benefits of lowering your heart rate, when we live in a world that has our heart rate higher than it really should be. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, absolutely. You know, everything we watch, what we listen to, how fast we dine or cook. Um, so for me, that's, I love that the practice of bringing my heart rate down in just a few moments. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, do you want to take us through just like any quick, you know, minute or two of 
something for our listeners that they can do anywhere, anytime? Sure. So this one would, it would be my favorite of the grounding. Of, so if you are sitting or standing, um, take a moment and, and plant your feet solidly beneath you and feel the bottom of your feet, your soles, your heels, your toes, making contact with whatever it is that they're making contact with. And then for a moment, think about the floor maybe that you're standing on and below the floor, the earth. And for a moment, think about how big and solid the earth is under your feet. And the support coming up from the earth to the bottom of your feet, holding you safe and stable. Knowing that the ground is under you and you are always supported no matter where you are. That's my favorite. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You know, my feet are tingling. <laughs> and you know what I found um, about that one in particular, often, so often, not only are we in our own head, but we experience life as, you know, an individual and everything is around us. And so for me, focusing on, I actually have contact with a planet that is holding me up. It just makes, it really does make me feel like I have support and I am so small and safe at the same time. I know. And this whole sense of being a part of a beautiful ecosystem that we are one with, you know, is that there's such expansiveness in um, what, you know, that, that, that tiny little meditation of going down to your feet, right, and mm -hmm. spending time and your attention, feeling that connection, and all the opportunity of taking that connection and imagining and knowing and experiencing, you know, there's just such beautiful sacredness in, um, in that. And the opportunity to bring sacredness into the moment, right? Okay. We talked about that in our sacred space episode of, you know, being able that we, we create the sacred space, you know, from our own intention and from our own presence and experience in, in the moment. And so, Thank you yeah. for yeah. reminding us of that, mm. you know, how our feet connected to the earth becomes this beautiful meditation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I think, you know, we left our listeners with two. I feel like you invited them into the practice of where, where do you lose track of your mind? Where does your mind get quiet, right? In in your day-to-day -day life, begin to notice that, right? And, um, and so that's a great invitation to begin to explore meditation um, and, and, you know, beginning with breath, you know, 
uh, my invitation is to bring bring conscious breathing into your your day to day experience. I one minute every hour, you know, 30 seconds every hour when you're doing the dishes or when you're driving the car, find a time where you can just start to weave it in a little bit and um, and watch yourself begin to shift and change. And yeah, so many opportunities, the grocery store line in an elevator at a red light. So many opportunities. Yeah, yep. Yeah, on a phone call that you don't want to be on, maybe. <laughs> Listen. No, I don't think that's a real time. <laughs> be, being present even when you don't want to be somewhere is important, right? I know, yeah. I know. But that, you know, oftentimes when we're doing something we don't want to do, that's when the mind starts talking to us and we get like off and running, and now we are divided. And so if we're in a situation that we don't really want to be in, and you can just come and say, Now I'm just sitting and listening and breathing i'm doing something true. important right Absolutely. Yeah. yes that is yeah true. That and is, that shifts it yeah it I, I use it as a technique in you know social situations that i might prefer not to be in <laughs> it's one of my secret techniques but now it's not so secret <laughs> we can have a whole episode on that yes absolutely and we will <laughs> thanks laurel thanks Thank for taking you. time yeah and we'll be back with more bye Can't for now wait. listeners bye-bye thank you for joining us here at beautiful work beautiful life the podcast we welcome questions from you our listeners feel free to send one along if you enjoyed the podcast the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us